All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. And welcome to episode 100, which we're going to get to very shortly. But first, we need to say a very big thank you to altplayground.net. If you guys are looking for a non-monogamous adventure, we highly recommend checking out Alt Playground for yourself. Not only do they have tons of resources, but you can also find lots of sexy people. And even more so now that the mergers have happened between Sexy Mofo and the Swinger site and Alt Playground. Yes. So tons of new people from all across the country are officially on this site waiting to meet maybe you who knows yeah absolutely and more to come more mergers to come big big mergers to come absolutely changing the game over at altplayground.net check it out for yourself to see just how amazing it is and uh, we hope to see you there in our community from porch swingers yeah check us out and we also want to say a very big thank you to Promescent. They have some of our favorite sexual wellness products, including their Delay Spray and Brian's favorite, the Vitaflux product. Yes, Vitaflux. I actually was just out of town, forgot to bring my Vitaflux. I was very disappointed in myself. Were you feeling all lethargic? And- I felt a little off. Yes. Beside the fact that I did not have adequate coffee, I also didn't have my Vitaflux. I felt a little off. Yeah, it's a great lie. product. It makes Brian uh, feel not only a little bit sexier, but also just have more energy and vitality. And I personally personally love their female arousal gel as well. So head on over to promescent.com. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. Use our promo code that is front porch for 15% off of your order. We know that you'll love their products as much as we do. Absolutely. And we are excited about this one. Oh, guys, we have something for you, something new that has really never been done before. And this is so crazy. Well, it has, but not quite like this. Not quite like this. Nothing has been like this, okay? Not like this. So something brand new, and it's also perfectly timed for the times that we're in right now. Yeah, crazy times. Yes. So Luxury Lifestyle Charters is officially booking a 100-foot three-cabin yacht. It's the perfect way for six to seven friends to socially distance on a yacht. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. Their four-person crew is first class and lifestyle friendly, and you don't have to risk being caught on a ship that needs to be quarantined or anything like that. Yeah. You get to avoid all the craziness, but get a truly luxurious experience. And you can either charter in the Bahamas or the Florida Keys. And this thing is awesome. Fuck yeah, yeah. It is amazing. Go check out the website. That that yacht is off the chart. So you can learn more at LuxuryLifestyleCharters.com. Yeah, and tell them you heard about Luxury Lifestyle Charters on FPS, and you will receive a complimentary case of Vouv Clicquot Champagne. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to go. (laughs) And a little note from us as well. We'll uh, We will send you a personal note thanking you and uh, wishing you a great charter. It is an amazing concept. Absolutely. We're so excited for you guys to check it out. So... Single guy tip of the week, Brian. We oh got God. a we got a fun little note. Do you want me to read it or do you want yes. to just so so uh, you know we talk about stepping outside the box as a single guy and standing out and doing something different. Witty, we like witty. Witty's good. Yes. However, when you're not witty, <laughs> in the absence of wit, you should be polite. Yes. Right and and kind. And Either or or both, but not neither. Yeah, you can't not do both. Right. You can't you can't not be witty 
and polite. <laughs> right. So I got a message from a post some for that we put up some time back. Very specific, dated, you know, had date on it. Okay. But even he's wrong about the dates. It's, he's way off. Okay. Yeah, he's way off. I mean, this post was from months ago. Months, absolutely months ago, and because he didn't read, it, he didn't read it properly. Right. And so I got a, I got a, a message from a sing, a random single guy, and would you like to read that message? No, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> the message says it's not July anymore, but I could plant my dick anywhere you want with like an O face, like a like an orgasm face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Okay, first of all, there's a whole lot wrong with this statement. Number one, the statement itself is a fucking disaster. That is not an opener that works. Single guys out there, listen up. That doesn't work. Also, the date wasn't even correct. This thing was about three months old. Right. So July didn't even factor into this. He wasn't even responding, probably not responding, to the ad, the post he thought he was responding to. It was more so, than three months old. It was so long ago. Yeah, so he's just randomly posting shit. Yeah. He was probably, he had probably just posted to someone about a July post and then just randomly found ours or some shit. Or copy and paste it from exactly. one to the yeah, other. <laughs> exactly. It's just stupid. Either way, I'm sure no one responded to it because it's fucking terrible. Oh. So, you know, come on, guys. You got to do better. I think you know, he I can plant being... my dick anywhere. What are you, fucking, you're a, a horticulturist now? You're planting dicks? Get the fuck out of here. I don't think I've ever heard a less erotic statement than I'm going to plant my dick. Yeah, you're not planting that thing anywhere but the palm of your fucking hand. <laughs> That's where you're planting that thing. Okay, stop with that dumb shit, please. Yeah. No, he thinks he's being really silly and cute and he's not. And no. so, yeah, you just need to avoid that kind of desire. It's almost like a... a an attention grabber. Even like if, I, like if I texted you throughout the course of the day and was like, hey, I want to plant my dick in your flower garden. What does that sound like? I would laugh at you. Yeah. it's with, and, you know, and, <laughs> and not in a good way. Yeah. And we're not strangers. So it's like, come on. I'd be like, Brian, have you been drinking on your lunch break? Yeah, What's what, going on here? Are you here? drinking lunch? You need to just stop with that dumb shit. Really. <laughs> come on, guys. It, you know, at a time like this, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities out there. There just aren't. Don't be crazy. If you want a shot at even remotely, if you want a shot at even corresponding with someone at this point, digitally, remotely, and having, you know, with the hopes of maybe connecting at some point down the road when things get less crazy, that is not the way to do it. No. You know, not, not going to happen. It's just not. So. Yeah. Anyway, don't go planting your dick. If you're not witty, be polite. Yes. And or the, try to yeah. be both. <laughs> yeah, try to be both. But in the absence of one, be both the other. Both gets you in my pants, like yeah, every right, time. <laughs> right. But neither is absolutely not going to get you there. You're not planting that fucking thing. Yeah, so, no joke. Yeah, single guy tip of the week. Stop with the planting. Don't plant. <laughs> don't plant it's Fucking dick. crazy, right? Unbelievable. So this is episode 100. It is. It is episode 100. And what's really in what's interesting about this is we've obviously we're super excited about being able to have episode 100 because not, not only because of the content, because it's a milestone, but there's so much we have to talk about. We simply cannot do it all today. So we, we have a, a whole other podcast we have to do. We'll do it next week because we have too much to talk about. Yeah, because we just had a very interesting weekend. A separate. We had separate interesting weekends. Yes, which doesn't ever happen because Never. we're always together. Never happen. It does not happen. And you went to Nashville this last weekend. I did. For business purposes. I did. And for a little fun. And yes. You're going I was fortunate. To... I was there for business. And as it happened, there was an amazing event taking place. I was invited cordially by the hosts and I am so glad and thankful that they invited me. It was an amazing experience, one that I encourage everyone at least once in your lifetime to do. It was absolutely awesome. Yeah. So you're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail next yes. week. Yes. And I may or may not have been a little naughty Saturday night. Yes, because you haven't told me yet. You I know all, nothing. All I know is that you went out 
as a single gal this weekend. Yeah, you I were, was a lady were, on the town. You were catting it up this weekend on the town. Fuck yeah. So I don't even know what that looks like. I have no idea. You've given me no information. <laughs> it could go in so many different directions. Yeah, I just don't know. I do know that there is a giant pink dildo on our nightstand. I don't know what that means. And some lube. Could, that could mean anything. Could mean uh, anything. That was me. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, that was me this morning. Was but. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, however, I am looking forward to all the details. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week because like you said, we have way too much in this episode oh, so to good. go into detail on it because we've been teasing this for fucking forever now and for good reason. We have Clint on today's episode. Yes, he was in studio when we recorded this. He actually came to our, our home, uh, as he does often, but usually just to bang you. At this time, he came over and recorded with us, and it was really fun to chat with him. It, it was, was a good so time. Fun. Yeah, I got to play kind of like, uh, I was like the uh, doing an interview of both of you at one point. It was very, very cool. Yeah, you got very sidetracked by the whole thing. I but did. It was <laughs> I totally did. Yeah. It was great. I love this interview because I think you learn about Clint as a person. We talk about him as a sexual being so much on the show and for good reason because he's a sexy, sexy man and he bangs me real good. But there are many other facets to him and you are going to hear about that in this interview. You hear about his past relationships. You get a real sense of who he is. He is an incredibly intelligent, articulate man and that all comes across in this interview and I'm so fucking excited for you guys to hear this. Yes, and he was kind enough to do a bonus episode with us for our patrons. So uh, this week, our patrons will hear some more information based on the relationship between all of us that uh, he does not divulge necessarily, or we don't divulge necessarily on the show, but the patrons will get to hear it. It's going to be a lot of fun, some some behind the scenes kind of stuff. Yeah, I asked him what his favorite experience was between the two of us. Or something along those lines. Or maybe it was the most crazy. I haven't edited the bonus episode yet. I think it was actually like, what is the one that stands out in your mind the most? Right. And uh, yeah, so you're going to hear that from Clint. And it gets fun and silly and sexy. So make sure that you uh, check that out if you're one of our Patreon members. And if you're not, you really should become one. But for everyone, you are about to hear our interview with Clint. And we hope you love it. Yes, enjoy. All right, guys, we are sitting here today with quite possibly the most talked about person on our podcast. (laughs) Very likely. And this is quite the treat. You guys have been asking for this for a while. In fact, some of you don't even believe he's real. Apparently, we talk about him so well that you're not even sure if he's a real person. Well, he's real, and he's here today. This is actually, so he's going to be the only, only the second person in studio that we've actually done a recording with. Yeah, which yeah. is really freaking cool. So, yeah. hello uh-huh. and welcome, Clint. Hello. How are you today? I think I'm blushing, so that that can't be a figment of my imagination. Right? <laughs> no, he's actually here. He is real, and uh, we're excited to have him here. We're going to talk about all kinds of shit. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get this done in an hour, but we're going to give it a shot. Okay, so first thing I want to ask you is, do you like the nickname Clint? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> when you heard that, were you like, oh, that's fitting, or did you hate it? No, no, no. It, it was totally fine. And I remember why you guys said you picked that, and it's sort of, it <laughs> yeah. is fitting. You look like a cowboy. <laughs> like, you're gonna, you well, know. I mean, kind of are. <laughs> kind of. I mean, I, I do. Most I people's do, definition. I do live are. in that realm, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a, on a horse much, or, but. <laughs> not anymore. Not these but days. But I'm outside a lot. Let's, let's put it that way. There a lot, go. a lot. <laughs> So we have been talking about you guys, you guys being you and Clint for, it's gone, well, we realized that December was a year 
Yeah, no, you guys have been no, seeing February. Uh, oh, sorry, February, February yeah. was a year, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this is a, a long time. And we've had conversations with experts and other folks kind of in the space that would argue that we are potentially involved in a poly relationship based yeah. on how you guys have been interacting over the course of this time. I'm curious to get Clint's take on that because he is an experienced poly guy. Well, I would love to just get a little bit of background. Obviously, we know your background, but if you can share a little bit about yourself in general with our listeners first. Oh, how far back you want to go? <laughs> I fell out of the womb somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go that um, far. Okay, back. <laughs> okay. No, I, you know, typical upbringing, Brian's age group, socially traumatized, like all the rest of us, you know, into being who I thought I had to be. Got married at 25, although we'd been married or we'd been together for five years at that point. And she's old. She was older. She's than older you. than me, yeah. um, which you know that immediately threw off my whole family. <laughs> Did it really? Oh yeah. I mean, 11 years. That's that's yeah. a big. Was it because she for, was the woman too? You probably. Think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, totally. Just yeah. very. I mean, and I'm not saying my family's socially that conservative, but. That was just Jarring. way out of their yeah, it's not you know, traditional. <laughs> out of their, yeah. out of their traditional sense of you know male female pairings, and you know it took it took a long time for me to kind of figure out what I wanted, and we had good times and bad times, and one of us would give for a while, and the other would to make the other happy, and you know I mean typical marriage, but eventually we just we just got to a point where neither of us were that happy and i had figured out a lot of what i wanted and we did explore open relationship open our marriage at that point she wasn't that excited about her finding a partner but she she wanted that for me i mean she had experienced a lot in her 20s and and i kind of skipped over that and went straight to marriage and she she said that a lot she's like you you missed out on a lot of stuff <laughs> and i didn't I don't think I missed out on the things that that you know most people experience, but just just a lot of variation, variety. Yeah, totally. Um, different relationships and interactions, and and so we did. We tried that for a while, and and she was totally fine with you know the sexual aspect. I mean, surprisingly so. But I realized I'm not good at that. I I need more. I can't. I don't do one night stands. <laughs> like, yeah, the like there's gotta culture. be, like my what makes me tick is, I mean, and Brenna kind of knows this now. Like, I want inside your head. I want to know what that noise means. I want to know what that look means. I want to know, I want to know what the whisper in your ear that just sends you off the charts. Right. You know, you're very good and, at it. <laughs> and you can't, you can't do that if you just hook up. It, it doesn't work. And I, I mean, I've done it a few times. It's like, yeah, that was utilitarian and. Right. You know, I could unfulfilling. That. I could do that at home alone. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, right. I have toys that work for, you know, kind of kind of that same kind of thing. So so that's that's where we wound up. And then the relationship right after that, I think you guys a long time ago mentioned that I um, wound up exploring BDSM, kind of fell off the cliff into that. Um, <laughs> but but that's, you know, not surprisingly, I guess part of my nature. And I, I think I always knew that, just had no reference point or experience with it what was the pivot point for you when did you realize like oh this is something i you know even in towards the end of my marriage let's call it that you know i had already begun to really explore you know reading following you know the internet had come alive in the early 2000s like wow this there's a whole world out there that is freaking fascinating and (laughs) like really gets my imagination and blood going and uh 
And then lo and behold, in our tiny little world, I fell in with a playmate at first who had a lot of experience in the BDSM world. And she, she actually called me out. She's like, real, you realize you're like a dominant person right and I said, well yeah and she's like but you haven't ever explored that have you and I said no and it just it went from there and the weird part is she is the one who was the professional dom and then I wound up being her dom it's it was a very strange kind of that is very strange catalyst and switch from my life yeah I mean talk about a 180 but but from there it you know we had a playmate that eventually turned into a very long-term playmate and then when things ended with me and the dominatrix, I stayed with her, and then I rolled into another. I was with her for five years, and for three of that, we had another poly, I don't know if you want to call it a triad, but whatever. You know, we had a, a playmate. It was more a relationship with me, but she was very much aware. She actually lived with me for a while. So, and from there, it's just been one thing after another. I just, I, 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 there's, no, there's no way I wind up back in a monogamous right. Monogamous vanilla relationship. Socially, <laughs> socially normative relationship. It's just, it's not going to happen. It's, it doesn't seem like it will for no, us either. No, so. It's, yeah. It's, so. yeah, I couldn't see you in that kind of a dynamic. No. Nope, no. So what's interesting about you is I think outside of the bedroom, you seem incredibly even keeled no. and very laid back. And I, it, are people surprised when they find out that you are have these very dominant <laughs> tendencies? Not so much of the dominant tendencies. I mean, I don't, I don't make that too public. You know, it comes out pretty obviously once we get intimate or close. But more the non-monogamous, you know, uh, open relationships. I mean, I, <laughs> my ex-ish wife, you know, she laughed multiple times when I was at my last job because I worked with multiple people. And I had a manager who became slowly well aware of my social life. <laughs> She, she, my ex's wife would just say, you're going to give her a heart attack someday. Like, it's just like, like the things that you do and go on. Like, and she's a very conservative from the South. You know, it's just, I mean, she's totally accepting, but just like, I mean, I could see her eyes just like, okay. <laughs> like when I accidentally texted one time, she knew we were taking a long weekend and going to see a friend. Well, then I accidentally texted her. It wasn't lewd, but it was clearly obvious that we were going to have a threesome with that friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, that wasn't for you. She's like, yeah, I could tell. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I, gotta, I delete my it's text like, chain. I have to. Like, yeah. I, you know, I'm trying to text without yep. my glasses. I can't see shit. Yep. Yeah, you just, that goes That's to the wrong person. And there was, yeah. yeah, there was another workmate that, you know, she, after we'd worked together for quite a while, she said, you know, I'm... Can I ask some questions? And I said, sure. I mean, I don't hide anything, but I don't, you know, I don't push it on anybody. Yeah, I don't she, advertise it. She time. asked a few things, and she just she kind of laughed. She goes, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of excited that this kind of new single guy, because I was separated as far as the most of the world knows, and was was coming to work here. And she said, and then you show up really not with an ex-wife and two girlfriends. <laughs> she was just like, what the hell? It's like, well, sorry. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's certainly not the norm. People are a little taken aback sometimes. I mean, I, you know, obviously we don't have a lot of vanilla friends anymore, yeah, yeah. Uh, except for the, those that were you know, old friends. But trying to explain our dynamic to people, oh, yeah. even people within the lifestyle, sometimes they don't get it. Oh, yeah. No, totally. You know? I mean, you guys talked about it on your poly episode where, you know, people feel like there's these boxes you have to fit into. And you guys certainly don't fit into any one box. No. And, 
and I, I don't know what the hell I. <laughs> you threw the I, to, box I out actually a long told so, I told somebody I heard this analogy one time. This guy said, I think I read it. He said, you know, I just I've, the music stopped playing in the in the musical chairs of life, and I just wound up in this chair. And he was talking about his job, and I was like, that's a good analogy. Like I wound up in this playing the musical chairs of sexuality and relationships, and it's like at some point I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna sit on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, well, I don't I mean, like any of the chairs. The chairs suck. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so do the boxes. And and we're clearly not done yet. So there's no, we yeah, can't discount no. any possibilities when it comes to our sexuality. So yeah, there's no way you could put us in a box. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. There's no box that makes sense. Nope. Yep. So what is your dynamic now? What does your sex slash love life look like now? So I have a stable, constant girlfriend for probably it's been about nine months since September slowly at first and she's very much i mean i one of the things i learned not to do is you know i don't i don't hide anything i don't <laughs> i am kind of brutally honest up front and just you can or you can't i mean it's and it's i do not judge like if you can't handle it i i completely understand 20 years ago i would have looked at me like i was a absolute whack job you know but now it's i mean this is just normal for me and like i said i can't I can't go back and I can't say, yeah, let's date for a while and see if I want to go back to monogamy. I mean, that's... That would be disingenuous for us. We could never... Yeah, I mean, it's not. And and I get the... There's always the argument that it's selfish and that you just want to do what you want to do and not care about one person. And, and I see that from the social stigmas that, you know, most of us get hammered into us from a young age. Like you were supposed to love one person, period. That's it. Right. And you should be happy and, and deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, it's it and you and just like it. Exactly. Yeah. This the, is what you get. the argument could be made the other way though, that it's selfish to get into a relationship, knowing your limitations, not being open and honest about it and knowing that it's going to fail. No, it's, it's totally selfish to do that. And once you know that you can't, I mean, I, I can't, I will not, like I would not yeah. ever approach someone and be like, Oh, Hey, let's, let's get together and pretend yeah, I, that I'm yeah. never going to have sex with someone else again. Like hundred yeah, percent, it's not going to happen. It's yeah. why all my marriages failed. Why most of my, all my relationships <laughs> failed because yeah. I refused to admit that that was the issue yeah. and certainly didn't breach it to begin with, yeah. uh, only to perpetuate the problem. Yeah. Obviously. Yep. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's a big step even once you know it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy. People who think, oh, God, Polly sounds great and fun, and it's it's probably harder it's than a normal nightmare. relationship. It's, oh, shit. It's... <laughs> <laughs> As we all know. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, and to be clear, she was, van- I mean, 100% vanilla oh, before God, you guys got she, together? Oh, God, she... Yeah, the... the eye-opening that she's had in the last nine months i i kind of feel bad at times like i mean too much too quickly holy shit i mean i i joked and she got a little upset about it i said it's like you rode your bicycle up to the train platform and the first one that pulled up is the bullet train right and and she's like i'm not a simpleton i said it's harder to ride a bike than sit your ass on a train what i'm saying is the experiential difference between the last multitude of years of your life to to how i live my life is I can't even go. Well, subsequently, how she now lives hers. It is, yeah, and it's and and it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's been tough, and there's been times where I'm like, I don't know that this is good for you. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's hard, and I don't want to be the person that's making it that hard on you. But at some level, I have to say, you know, that's her choice, and and she's stuck around and dealt with it, and we have had a lot of 
<laughs> long, deep conversations. I'm sure you guys know that. Yeah. Well, it um, sounds like she's really diving into a lot of it, though. She is. And, and part of that is, I mean, her submissive side is, I mean, she had no idea it was there. And she's like, what the hell is going on with me all of a sudden? Right. And, and I don't know what the hell is going on with me there either. Cause well, it's an awakening, right? Once you get the opportunity to, to a, express yourself... Yeah. <laughs> Without the fear of judgment, it's like fuck it. I'll just throw it all out. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's. I think that's part of it. And it's freeing in a way. And it's scary as shit when you first find it. And and you know, yeah, you don't I, exactly. Know I what hope, to do with it. you know. I hope and try to lead in the right direction. I don't force anything. You know. It's yeah. and that's. I have friends who are like, how do you how do you find these women? It's like <laughs> I just. I I honestly have no idea because she was complete not on a dating site or i mean she had no we had no idea it seems like this happens to you a lot it, it does kind of I, have, I have friends in a in a nearby town and we actually had a drink the day after or no the same day just about an hour after i had had a drink with her for the first time like i had just married the day before and he said he said watch she'll turn out to be a submissive you know goddess and i was like whatever like i just met her yesterday <laughs> And now I'm like, holy shit. And it, because this had happened before. And he, he was like, how, how does this happen to you? I was like, I don't, I don't Almost know. Almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's so weird. It I, I told you guys the one, one time I went on a Tinder date. Like I talked to this gal in a neighboring town for a couple weeks. We had not discussed BDSM, nothing. We were going to meet for coffee. As I was going through town, <laughs> it turned out to be, it was going to be like 18 below. And I said, well, what are you going to wear? Because I just literally wanted to know like, What's she gonna look like when I see her? She says, "What do you want me to wear?" No, that's yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know. I literally just looked at my phone for like five minutes, like, what just happened? How yeah. do I answer this? <laughs> yeah. There, that's you, that, yeah, that's a pretty much a that's a dead giveaway. Yeah, I feel and like I it's gonna go like, in the right direction. Okay, well, and so I told her and wound up with her panties in my pocket <laughs> because I the, the point was I said, well, if I could tell you what to wear, like I want you to wear a skirt. And if you want me to stop back by coming back through town in a, in a couple of days, which I was going to do, and have sex, then I said, just give me your panties before we leave the coffee date. So she did. So oh, I stopped dang. it back by on the way through town. <laughs> that is naughty. I like it. And that, that was it. She's like, I don't, I, I don't Tinder know. Tinder date success story. Exactly. Yeah, it that doesn't welcome. happen very often. No, no, it does no, not. I don't feel like they all work so out. It, it was, it like was sort of short-lived. Yeah. We were too far apart, and she had a lot going on, so did I. But um, I don't know. I saw her for about three months. And, she was fun. Dang. Maybe you just like put out this like kinky energy I, into the world. People have said that, but I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be something to that, right? I mean, there has to be some kind of a scent, an I mean, aura of I some I mean, kind. clearly, I did, I should say, you know, you know, it's like reading news articles that you want to read. It's like, well, I don't want to read the one that doesn't agree with, you know, what I think or what I'm kind of the direction. Doesn't I'm align going. with. Yeah, and I'm not going to say I didn't talk to any other people on Tinder. It was just like, eh, yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. not following up on that, but... I, I did not sense that she was submissive in that way and completely ready to, so. Good to, to give you her panties at a coffee exactly. shop. I was like, well, all right then. I guess that's really... And that was... My friend was like, how? Like, how do you do this? I was like, I, I have no idea. Just lucky. That's just lucky, like, I, I Seriously, you know, in the words of Joe Walsh, life, life's been good. It's, uh, <laughs> I, that's, that's kind of like my, my theme song for this, this go around on this rock. <laughs> that's, that's <awesome>. So far... <laughs> Oh, dang. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about what it feels like to be talked about on our podcast. It's very interesting. Well, well, listen, also, I have to say, you've done very well for yourself by being (laughs) talked about on this podcast. 
Well, he has a lot of options. Yeah, I have a lot of <laughs> many, options. Many I've, women that are very interested in meeting you. And I have not explored any physically from from the podcast, but I, I get the sense that if I'm ever bored, I could you you know, totally. I could just give you guys a call and be like, yes. hey. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it takes a lot of uptick in you know talking and i'm not just gonna meet somebody and be like hey i'm clint let's go (laughs) but you totally could let's go i i probably could but it's just not me so the first time that we talked about you on the podcast was it weird for you or was it flattering how did you feel it was oh you guys were great i was like wow i i feel like i should be the guy you guys are talking about but (laughs) (laughs) strive to be that i I know it's like wow i I should be this guy Um, I enjoy that you guys see me that way and, and appreciate how you talk about me. I mean, it was, I'm sure it's strange to hear someone talk about you, but, but you have always, I think, represented me fairly. Also not, talking if about not you overly, someone else's name. Well, you know, yeah, that's, it's, that's, that was a little strange at first. Like, wait, that's, oh yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> I feel like she's talking about something we did. Exactly. Like, oh, wait, Sorry, no, I was familiar. there. I was there. Wait, that was me. Yeah. Yeah, sounds familiar. I feel like uh, I know that guy. Yeah. So, I mean, is there anything that, like, has surprised you that we've said on the podcast? I don't think so. Oh, that's good. Not that, yeah. not that comes no to mind. No, and you've always been very discreet, and I appreciate that. And Yeah, no, I... Well, it was important to us from the beginning because obviously there was a, you know, there was a connection. We knew that this was going to be a a long-term situation. Didn't want there to be any, no hidden agendas, no weirdness, just letting it all, putting it all out there, you know, so. Oh, I remember Brenna texted me about, you know, the, she's like, well, there's a few things we really need to talk about before. And she said, I just, I'm afraid one's going to be kind of a deal breaker. (laughs) It was the, I'm like, oh boy, where's this going? And she's like, well, we have a podcast. And I'm like, and? Yeah, so that was the good news. I was like, okay, so okay. Yeah, well, there's yeah. been some people that we've told. Them oh no, and I and I saw that. Like, I mean, I could totally see that, but it's like yeah. that doesn't bother me at all. Like I've, I mean, I've been involved in professional dominatrix scenes as a third party, so it's. <laughs> this is nothing. The for things you. I have witnessed and been involved in. Or, Yeah, I think one of the reasons that we get so much interaction with your episodes as far as people reaching out is because and we have talked about this privately before, but the number of what we refer to as single men, as in another man coming into our dynamic that have been trash and horrible people is excessive. And so hearing someone that is consistently in our play scene, who is respectful, who always shows up looking nice and well put together and who I have a great time with is almost a foreign concept for a lot of lifestyle couples, which is really unfortunate, but it's kind of that piece you have to work through, especially as a hot wife couple. And so when people hear about you, they're like, Oh my gosh, I want to find my Clint. When am I going to find him? Where should I be looking for him? We're actually talking with a a friends of ours last night, actually digitally communicating with them. They're looking for their Clint and they're like, Oh, you know, it's just just so much trouble. It's so difficult. We got to go through so many people. And you know, Brenda's like, yeah, but when you do find that person, it really is worth it. You just got to keep after it. So it's a struggle. There's no doubt about it. I feel you guys pain. I mean, the, the dominatrix I was with the relationship plural after that, I mean, they were all, if not bisexual, by curious. And I mean, even trying to find a female playmate for us. Yeah. And, and like I said, I don't, I'm like you guys. I can't just, you know, hey, come over and bang my girlfriend or yeah. both of us or whatever. I mean, that's just not going to happen. And 
trying to find a guy for a threesome for us or more. I tried to set up a gangbang once. Oh, and man. It's, holy shit. It's a fucking third full-time job. It's it's. I'm getting destroyed ridiculous. today, like, this morning. I'm getting beat up this morning by some of these fucking guys. It's unbelievable. It's, I don't get it. I mean, there's a, there's a level of just anonymity, I think, that lets people... And I'm not gonna lie. I mean, when I first got online and you know read, I found Literotica, which was a site that just people write, you know, erotica. And oh my god, I mean, just talk about a rabbit hole. Surprised <laughs> I didn't fail out of my last couple years of college, but um, <laughs> but you know, it's just, and and you get, you know, you get a lot of that. Just the over masculine bullshit. You know, the the what's his name Gray that fucking series that should burn in hell. Edward Gray, whatever. Um, Oh, Christian, you're talking about Christian, 50 Shades. Yeah, Fifty Shades. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, God, please. No one ever read those books or see those movies. Uh, yeah, they're so far from oh reality. God. Those came out when I was with the Dominatrix, and we we tried to read the first one, and we were like, holy shit, she got paid for this? It's like, wow. But, I, I mean, that's just fueled, you know, this this. I don't know. This yeah, so far bad from real bad real version world. of yeah what DS and and any kind of outside the vanilla world relationship should be. But so yeah, I I feel your pain. Yeah, right it's there. brutal. I mean, it's like hey, I want to to meet a guy who is a friend to become a friend, like a constant play partner. You know, right? What's up? And a dick pic. And it's like Jesus Christ. Oh <laughs> like, well, y'all, this I got three today. Three yeah, today, and, and yeah. one of them doesn't even have words. Oh yeah, it was just no. a picture. Well, it was cock. And here's here's, don't ever do this. I did this. I went on Grinder for you know. I'm like, well, there's got to be a bunch of buy guys on Grinder. I mean, I have no right. problem playing with a buy guy. And holy shit, it's like my profile was I'm looking for a bisexual male for a threesome with my female partner. Right. Here's me in a sex harness. Come over in an hour. Like oh. holy. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> like, no. Like, how did we get to that? Like, so I work quickly. on a farm. What the fuck am I looking at here? It's like, wow. you know, it's like, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, they go from yeah. zero to a hundred. Oh my God. Right? It's like, the, it's like green light. Yeah. And they just, they lose their minds. Jeez, it's the fuck. craziest thing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, today, today was like, the, I got four messages back to back to back. Three of them were just horrendous. Oh, yeah. I mean, just fucking horrendous. Yep. So, yeah, it's a struggle, man. It really yeah. is a fucking workout it's trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's logistically a nightmare. Yeah. So I understand why so many people, you know, romanticize the concept of Clint yeah, because it's, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's fucking hard. Maybe every guy should have to go through trying to find a guy for a threesome. And oh. then they would understand. Yes. There you go. Absolutely. That's it. It's like. Yeah. Right. No, it's, it's like, like oh my, my old man used to say all the time, everybody, of course, he was talking about men particularly <laughs> yeah. when it came to the sons. Uh, everyone, you should all go to, you should all do time. <laughs> you should all work. No, seriously. Yeah. You should, and you should all work in a restaurant. Like those are like things you have to do have to before do. you know what life is and about. you should have to vet single men. And, and there you go. And <laughs> you should have, add, to, you have to vet single guys for a gangbang. Totally. To that. That, totally. Right. You're just I like, mean, that's really is, what it is. This is how male sexuality works. And it is a sad, scary place most of the time. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Just fucking crazy. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to interview the two of you. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Because I find, obviously, I have a very different view of this relationship because I'm, I don't know, I'm the third party in this group, right? So from so obviously, we know what, from Clint's perspective, what it was kind of like. And uh, we've had the opportunity now for better part of over almost a year and a half, I guess, to get to know him. So sitting across from him, and I'm talking to Brenna, sitting across from him now, obviously I'm here, we're all in the same room, and having this conversation about the relationship that you've had over the course of a year and a half, 
And it's been the focus of countless episodes, right? And so much conversation between us and our listeners and, you know, the folks on our Patreon and our Telegram. And literally, again, yesterday we had this conversation with a couple and referring to you, Clint, as this like imaginary figure, you know, (laughs) and people striving to find this relationship. What is it like to finally be here having this conversation with him after all this time and the history? Well, I think it's weird, but only because I never expected to have you on the podcast. Yeah, that was you asked a while ago, and I was like, I'm sure, I guess. And then I didn't hear anything. And Well, I was really nervous to ask you to be on the podcast to begin with because I didn't want it to seem as if we were like, you know, trying to extort this for the show or anything. But I do think it was, I, I wanted to have you here specifically because the idea of a regular play partner sometimes becomes so like sexualized on our show because we talk about, oh, yeah. obviously you railing me all the time, but there's more to it than that. There's yeah. a lot of like layers. There's a lot of, you know, I consider you a friend. So I wanted that to come across on this interview as well. Sure. And also who you are as a person, because I think that that's something that like your background is so interesting. We've never discussed that because it's not our story to share, but sure. it's a, a part of you and our dynamic now. So, uh, so for you, Clint, what do you think when you, you've heard the, obviously the, the interview or the conversation we had, Brent and I had about, you know, are we poly? What does that sure. look like? Yep. And then we just did an, an interview with, uh, Ruby, who is a therapist who specializes in all things sure. ethically non-monogamous, who is also in the world of poly. Yep. How would you describe this dynamic? Yours, mine, Brent is, what does this look like? And of course, considering the fact that you're in, you know, you're in a committed relationship as well, albeit open and, you know, there's yep. an, the understanding there. What does this look like to you? How do you define this comparatively to some of your other relationships? I mean, it certainly has a poly aspects, obviously, totally non-monogamous for everyone involved. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I, but I mean, like, in the sense that I don't expect you guys to be inform me or have to keep me in the loop of, although I do through the podcast, but, <laughs> but if, you didn't the ha- if you didn't have the podcast, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't care that you guys played with other people and I wouldn't necessarily need to know all of that, you know, in advance or you know, when it happened or whatever. And I think in a, in a real poly, like deep poly relationship, I think that would be more of a thing to me. Yeah, which I hadn't really thought of before. Well, and that's one of the questions we had, uh, we had spoken, or one of the things we spoke to Ruby about was that anarchist hierarchy type dynamic, like what, which one works better? What are the, yep. you know, break it down for us kind of thing. And as you probably heard, I firmly believe that we are probably destined to be in some form yeah. more more of a poly situation yep. we talked about this i'm 20 years older than brenna yep. there's no question in my mind that that is going to have to be a conversation over time yep. there should be a th- another person involved if for no other reason because i think that that person is going to need to fill a space sure. fill, you know at some point someone closer to my age right yep. and so i firmly believe that's going to be a thing yep. no no question about it so i don't know whether or not you know like you said being that a poly relationship has to be that specific, like the purest, as Ruby sure. mentioned, right? Like it, it, you share everything. It's a yep. financial thing. It's a you know cohabitation thing. Yep. In her opinion, it's like, well, why the fuck do I have to fit into that box? Why do I have to fit into any box? Sure. Why do we have to define it? Why can't we just enjoy each other's company yep. and not worry about that extraneous bullshit? Yep. And I kind of think that's where we are now. Although I I do believe at some point we are Brent and I are going to move closer to purist traditional poly traditional, traditional poly now yeah. where does that decide right. yeah. 
like like jumbo shrimp. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So definitely, I see that. I can see us moving in that direction yeah. Yeah. Uh, for for a number of reasons. Not the least of which, of course, is is mine and Brenda's age gap. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I just think it's something I. can No, I, see I, I mean, you guys are so open about your own sexuality and dynamic and all that. I think it'll just happen. I mean, I I never went looking for multiple true relationships you know sure partners was fun and and i, I want to be connected to them more than just you know sexually but but to to fall into a you know basically three-year relationship with two women you know i mean honestly day to day we're involved in each every aspect of each other's lives i mean that's angle looking for that it just it just happened and i wasn't gonna I'm at a place and I think you guys are there where it's like, I'm not going to say no just because socially that's not really supposed to happen. I mean, it's, well, socially, theoretically, none of this, none of this is supposed, supposed to happen. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, you, as you mentioned, are sitting at our The Judeo-Christian, you know, yeah, right. values of this country have just, you know, shattered on the ground. Well, you're sitting in our studio where we record our podcast yeah. about all things sex, sitting next to four anal plugs that I we do. tested for taboo toys, having a conversation about you banging my significant and, uh, other. And I laid the bat on and the table. And there's a, so for everyone's edification, there's a leather paddle on the table <laughs> and what appears to be a cock ring for what I'm sure is going to be a session later. Later when I go back to work, so th- this is not the norm at all. I don't think in any fucking circle, yeah, not, right? Not so much. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's that aside in the uh, in the fantasy realm of a lot of people's lives, yes. right? <laughs> there are probably people listening to this podcast right now who are are not in the lifestyle. Oh, we have a lot of folks that reach out to us like, oh, we're not in the lifestyle at all. I'm a soccer mom. This is so fucking great. And they're like, what the fuck do you mean you're sitting at a table with him with sex toys on the table in the middle of a fucking Monday? That's <laughs> just a typical it's Monday, Monday here. It's whatever. raining. Yeah. It's raining. we got nothing to do. Yeah, exactly. you can't go outside and play. 45 <laughs> degrees and raining here. So I have a question, I guess, around your, because you're mentioning that you kind of fell into a relationship with two people for three years. Yep. Was it exhausting? Oh my God. So, <laughs> Because I think that's times. my concern. Well, wait a minute. Let me stop you for a second. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to be, and I, I'll bet you Clint agrees with me. Okay. You probably not so much. Oh, okay. So you were in a you were in a triad with two sure. other women, yep. yourself and two women. Yep. The situation we would find ourselves in more than likely yeah. would be two guys, two guys and sure. just her. Yep. I feel like that's going to be less challenging. Would you agree? I would, for actually. For whom? Not for me. Well, from the standpoint of like <laughs> coordinating yeah. time organizing situations, right? Less, I guess, like less chaotic. Why is that? Because there's more feminine energy or what? No, I think, well, I think because guys give less of a shit about all the little details. Mm, I'm not sure I agree with that, but okay. For me, I mean, just tell me when and where to show up. I would agree it's going to be easier on Brian. I'm not sure. (laughs) I agree (laughs) that it's going to be easier on Brenna. Exactly. I, I mean, I do. I see a walk in the park. Apparently, I'm a, I'm a fucking breeze to do. <laughs> no, you're well no, worth I, the hard I work. totally see, at least to some degree, the person who is sharing both partners always being the one. I mean, I'm not going to say you have to play peacekeeper or be the the go between all the time, but but a lot of times. I mean, it is. You're the one who has to decide. The You're the buffer. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that just happens. And I don't know that there's a way around that unless unless you're all three, I mean, so intertwined. I mean, almost like you, you would have to be sexually involved with the other guy, too. Do you think I that mean, matters? I, th- I, th- I don't know that it matters, but I think it would very much change the, the dynamic. It's interesting. I never yeah. thought of that. 
Because in your situation, all three of you were in a relationship together. They they were not sexually involved, although they never discounted it. It just kind of never came around. So you were kind of um, that pivot person in that relationship yep, as well. For one thing, one of them was a long distance for two years of that three years. Oh, so wow. um, right. she was here at first and then she was gone and she was back. So um, so she wasn't physically in the same space for a lot of that. But but I was back and forth there and, and they were totally, everyone was aware of everyone and everything going on. Yeah. But yeah, just the, I mean, just the the logistics alone is unfathomable sometimes. Sure. It's like, you know, people have this dream of, you know, well, oh, my harem. And it's like, what, what fucking planet do you live on? Right. Well, we say it all the time. We talk about it all the time. Like the r- most difficult thing, like they talk about the, you know, the unicorn, the, the single female being the most difficult kind of individual oh, to yeah. find. Trying to get three people to agree yeah. on anything Holy and shit. then four people to agree yeah. on anything is a fucking go on, nightmare. Go on a trip with two friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I've done it. It's a fucking... <laughs> it's like, yeah, I did it. The last time yeah. I did it, we, we, there was four guys. One of them we sent packing because it's, like, it's five days in. I'm like, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like, we just couldn't do it. So this is going to be... It'll be different for yeah. sure. There's yeah. no question. I do think, though, much like you had alluded to, it's one of those things that you you fall into you yeah. you know it's not like you're seeking it out or yep. you know necessarily really looking if you for try it, to define it and that was honestly that was the downfall with the dominatrix um, my submissive in that relationship we had gone down the bdsm road to a point where she was collared and and trying to bring somebody into that dynamic and make it very primary secondary yeah that just very territorial holy over. shit it was Talk about logistical nightmare. I mean, trying to say, oh, this is going to happen, might happen. And so who do I need to inform and when and how? And if it happens and there was no previous mention of it, is this a breach of... I mean, it was just right. holy shit. And that I refuse to do again. I mean, I mean, there's... If you're important in my life, you're important in my life. I'm not going to prioritize. You know, I hope to God the day doesn't come that someone's holding the gun to somebody's head and say, you have to pick one. Right, like, you know, it's like kids. It's like what you can't, you know, you can't pick one. You know, you're either important or you're not. Right. Well, that's, um, so that's a question, right? So when it comes to a situation like a, you know, in the poly dynamic, is there a kind of a time where you have do you have to make that distinction? Should you make that distinction? Do you think it's something that's required in terms of like having that that hierarchy kind of system? If you care about somebody, do you think that that's an important component to be able to distinguish? There's always odd situations that are going to come up. I don't care. I don't care what it is or who it is, your birthday. Are you all three going to spend it together? If you're not all three going to spend it together, how do you pick who you spend it with? You know, is that going to upset the other person? Yeah. You know, holidays. Holidays. Whose family's home do you spend that in? You know, you got a gift certificate to a restaurant for two people. (laughs) Who who do you take? You know, (laughs) right. It's it's like, uh, okay. You know, I mean, there are, there's just those decisions and, and the, the other people involved, they, they have to, I mean, they have to be okay with at times trading that role, I think. And, And that's not always easy. I mean, it's not easy at all. I mean, could you, be in a relationship, for example, if your girlfriend came to you and said that she wanted to take on another male partner. Absolutely. That would be cool with yep. you? I mean, and I'm, I, I say that quickly, knowing full well that there would be jealousy aspects and times that it would be hard on me in that way. Like, hey, sure. I want to spend my birthday with him. And, you know, maybe we spent the last four or five birthdays together. And it's like, okay, well, that's weird. But, but I would be completely accepting of that and supportive it doesn't mean it doesn't make me feel 
awkward (laughs) on some level. I mean, it's, it is, you can't, you can't discount the emotional conflicts. You can deal with them. You can be rational about them. Right. But the fact is they're emotions. They're inherently irrational. I mean, it's just, it's just as important, maybe more important in a situation like that to have those conversations openly or you're just, I mean, it's going to, no, if you just, if you just sit on it, it it just turns into, you know, you're just upset about it and you hold it in and there's just resentment. resentment, Yeah. And, and that does, that's not going to happen. So, right. Yeah. That's why I think for us, it's going to be a, a very clear situation, much like we don't necessarily know where we want to end up living. We're going to travel and then we're going to figure it out. I think we're going to get to a place and go, Oh yeah, this is it. Yeah. You know? And similarly, I think we're going to find someone or someone's going to find us and we'll go, Oh yeah, this is, this is the person. You know, we'll just know. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm convinced it could still be a woman too. I don't know. There's a lady that comes into my work all the time. She's super tatted. She has a giant booty and I just want to make out with her every single time. I have not even met her and and I want to make out with her. I just think. And then I think. I just want to watch. That's a girl that we could date right there. I have no doubt. She's got like this great energy. She's super fun. We could date that girl. I have no doubt that we could do that. I do think, however, and I think Clint will back me up. (laughs) Right. That over time, I do think that it's going to have to be uh, a male. I think think there's got to be another man in in our space in order for you to be completely fulfilled in perpetuity. Maybe. I just think that's a thing. I mean, you could try to prove me wrong. I told you're going to. But. Both. I don't even know what you call a poly quad. Quad. Yeah, there we you can go. have both. Yeah. We don't have to limit you're ourselves. Real. I mean, I can't even imagine <laughs> wrapping my head around that's, that. That's yeah. a lot of personalities. Just, I'm just going to be a lot of birthdays. watching TV. It's <laughs> a just... lot of scheduling. <laughs> yeah, I'm all. That just we'll fucks me up. Naps. Thinking about <laughs> exactly. it. Yeah, thinking about that just gives me a fucking headache. Energy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon and I are at a point where it's like, okay, how much of this really can I do? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah you got to. Yeah, I mean, really, like you've got to start to like. It's, yeah. You got to like, start to bank some energy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I, need, I need a savings account yeah. for that energy. Like, holy shit! <laughs> That's what I need is another big booty tatted girl yeah. to have to keep up with. Yep. Oh, you poor man! Poor I man. feel so it's, bad I know, for people you. People are just you know cringing at like, oh, it's you know Brian for, with two first world problems babies. right here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, so. Uh, as I was saying, questions for you guys, because this is uh, the dynamic, obviously, is unique now that we're all sitting in the same room having this conversation. <laughs> so what do you think going forward? I mean, obviously, so we're going to talk about the BDSM component because right. that's a big deal. Obviously, both of you have deep experience in that, and that plays a, a large role in your relationship. So wh- what about this particular situation for you, Clint? Does the what keeps this thing moving forward for you? Obviously, you've you've now been in our world for a year and a half. It continues to go forward. Obviously, with the world having been on fire for a couple of months with COVID, <laughs> that slowed things down. But almost, we got right back into the mix. You came oh, yeah. over. We, you know, you and I chatted. You guys played like it had been a week before instead of three Brian's months before. The lawn. I'm cutting the grass, <laughs> watering flowers. Very kind of normative behavior. Is that kind of what? motivates you to keep going forward because it's just, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's comfortable. It's very comfortable. And I appreciated that from the word go. I mean, it was, it wasn't awkward. You guys knew exactly what you wanted. That was why I reached out. I mean, I see same thing with single females. I mean, I don't, I don't reach out for playmates just to play, you know, and same with couples. I I see ads and, you know, it's just, mm, yep, not, not going down that road. Yeah. <laughs> they either, you know, they either have the that excited, oh boy, we're going to do this. Come over tonight at three p.m. You know, and it's just this blanket ad for like anybody. And, swinger you know, frenzy. Yeah, you're going, <laughs> it's a real yep, thing. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, 
and or you know vice versa they're you know just things that they're interested in or exploring that i just i know i'm not gonna not gonna carry me forward and you guys were succinct you knew what you wanted where it was going or where you hoped it would go so that was easy and then it, it just flowed into something very comfortable and i would always like to continue that and i think that's it's why probably in a good way with my current girlfriend you know brenna is is very non-threatening in a lot of ways i mean you know it was hard for her to choke down like hey i'm gonna go see brenna today and you know that was awkward a few times but (laughs) after that it's like well you know there's it's brian and brenna and you know and i had a i had at the time i met her uh she was married but she was my submissive long distance she came every now and then that was very hard on on my current relationship that was harder than oh way way harder because she knew i mean she was my submissive so Mm -hmm. i mean that's a much on a personal singular level dynamic right i mean i knew the husband i talked to him but it but it wasn't there was never permission or you know it was just that was our dynamic so so that was tough and that that ended for all kinds of reasons but not um not my current girlfriend with the current relationship it's more it's easier for her you think more uh, it's Easier for her to, to comprehend, given the fact that Brenna's in a committed relationship. Yeah, totally. And and I thought that was weird at first, because, uh, let's call her Kitten, because that was her submissive name, because she was married, you know, and so she was in a committed relationship too. But being my submissive and coming to me for that specific dynamic, which was completely outside of her relationship yeah, with her husband. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, we had something completely separate from her marriage. It was just us. And you guys, I mean, I'm part of your bigger experience in in that sense. So, yeah. so that's that's been a lot easier for her, and and it's just it's that much more comfortable for me because of that. So that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate how drama free it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, if there has never been any drama between any of the three of us, yeah, no. and we talked actually about a, a play partner that I had when we were fairly new to the lifestyle at that point. Maybe not new. Maybe what seven or eight months in. Mm-hmm. Gerard, we called him on the yeah. show, oh, yeah. and I remember him getting very yeah, I remember that <laughs> attached <laughs> and just like his language towards me, I was not comfortable with. I think it would have been a little bit different now. I at least would have had the language to tell yeah. him like exactly how I was feeling or exactly what the boundaries were. But that experience happened right before you and I started yep. playing together, so I was kind of gun shy. I was like, mm. oh my gosh, I don't want to get into like another long term thing where it's going to be that and I have to feel this awkwardness yep. and there was never any of that between us. So that was what I personally appreciated most. Yeah. yeah, that was a unique situation that didn't didn't happen. I don't think it's happened since or even be- certainly not before. No. Uh, but there's, you know, there's situations that come up like that that kind of you go, eh, not really sure if this is going to yeah. work out. But obviously the, the our relationship with Clint is unique, I think, to a lot of people. We, we hear a lot from folks that are just like, uh, you know, how have you have managed to have a regular playmate this long? And, you know, how is it so drama free? Well, I have a question for you, because a lot of the correspondence we get from people is like, for example, we after my birthday episode, when we all met at oh, yeah. the resort yeah. <laughs> and we were sitting around naked, just hanging out in yeah. the room afterwards, we got multiple emails from people going, how does Brian deal with that? I would never be able to do that. I would never be able to, you know, I like when my wife has sex with someone else, but then that's where I needed to end. Yeah, sure. And that familiarity is not okay with me yep. as, you know, the man in the, in the relationship. So how does, I mean, how do you kind of compartmentalize that? For me, it's not, you know, first of all, I don't look at it foolishly or, 
naively, I don't look at it solely like yours and Clint's relationship because it's very much mine as well mm-hmm. because we're all kind of having this, these circumstances are happening with all of us, regardless of whether I'm actively participating in, in playtime sure. or not. <laughs> I, I still have to be involved. So also for me, it's, it's, I think the sex is transcended by the connection. So if we, if you can have, se- you can have sex with anybody, that's not a, you know, I think we all know that. That's not like a fucking end-all, be-all. Sex is it's what it is. It's a special thing. It doesn't make anything yeah. special. No. Yeah. Being able to have you come and meet us, having Clint come meet us at a resort for your birthday, have a threesome in the afternoon prior to us going to dinner, and having a very cogent, comfortable conversation post-coitus, naked, laying around this hotel suite, for me, lends itself to my knowing that we made the right decision in doing all of this to begin with. Yeah. It just makes me more comfortable because I don't have to worry about... There, there is no worry for me when it comes to playtime for you guys. It yeah. just isn't an, ever an issue. Yeah. And that is part of the reason why, because I'm comfortable enough to do that. So it just makes everything else that much easier. You know, if you can, I think if you can have a threesome with your significant other and some other guy and then have a conversation afterwards about the fucking weather, uh, probably not a whole lot you need to be concerned about within no. your relationship boundaries. Yeah. You know, so yep. for me, it just, it's just easier. It makes things more comfortable and I can, I can really kind of compartmentalize all of it. Yeah. Yep. You know? Well, this was fun. <laughs> this was a long time coming. We've been talking about this for several weeks now, actually a couple of months. So yeah, yeah. it was nice to actually get here, get you here. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts or anything you'd like to say to our listeners? I appreciate the interest. <laughs> I appreciate the kind, if overly, well, from my perspective, overly glorified version of me. <laughs> I, I just don't see myself the way you guys do, but I'm not going to argue either. So, <laughs> Good, don't. No. It's not worth the argument. I don't argue for the same reasons that you shouldn't Exactly, argue. yeah. It's not yeah. at all. And for me, I've, I've appreciated the the entirety of the relationship and how it continues to, to move forward. Obviously, Brent and I play in the BDSM space, as do you, and the idea that that portion of your relationship is healthy Honestly, it, it helps us in our oh, yeah. our play because, as you know, the the scene in our local town is not the, the greatest, and it's difficult to really kind of engage in that and to find people who are educated and earnestly interested and enthusiastic about it and understand it is yeah. a big deal. And so for us, that's become a big part of, you know, when you guys have a play session, it'd be, you know, our impact session afterwards, obviously, is just that much more elevated. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm thrilled that you have a paddle on the table. So, you know, that's part of it. I, I guess I'm in for something. That I appreciate the most, you know, it really, that you know, well, because that's a piece of our relationship. We don't get to really exercise as much as yeah. I think we'd like to and certainly as much as we will I think once we get on the road because we'll be in contact with more folks in that yeah. space you know yep. it's difficult here yeah. as I said it's you know there's not a great scene here so finding the right people is really is key particularly when it comes to BDSM so yeah. having that that aspect of your relationship with Clint is a big deal for me also yeah mm-hmm. well, we have really appreciated your time here today and uh, I think our listeners probably have as well I'm sure we're going to get a lot of emails about this episode yes so we are <laughs> we'll make sure to pass on all that information to you thanks yeah phone numbers addresses <laughs> exactly email addresses we'll send Ge- right geo codes yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> longitude latitude get that right over <laughs> all right well thanks so much for sitting down with us Clint you are very welcome
So that was Clint, folks. He is real. He's a badass. And we're so excited that he was willing to come on the show and share with you guys. We hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. I fucking loved having him in studio. It was a serious treat for me. Yeah, it took a while to get to convince him to do it. He was a little apprehensive. No, I don't I don't think it took a while to convince him. It was more timelines lining oh, up and, yeah. and all that kind of shit. But yeah, I mean, we just really appreciate him being so willing and vulnerable to come on the show. It takes a lot. And that's... It just it's awesome he's so awesome much appreciated we had a great time chatting with him fuck yeah so hope that was an epic episode 100 for you guys i still can't believe we're at episode 100 yeah Thank you to those of you who have listened to all 100 episodes of Front Board Swingers. We have those of you who have literally been with us since the beginning, since October of 2018. You have been downloading every single Monday and you guys and your listenership and support means so much to us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's huge uh, when we get emails from folks that tell us all the time how they've listened to every episode, they've binged the last 30 episodes and it's just great. We love it. Yeah, you're giving us far too much credit, but we seriously appreciate it. Yes, very much appreciate it. (laughs) And we also sincerely appreciate our Patreon members. Those are the people that sponsor this show and make a lot of what we do possible. And there are so many things coming up that we wouldn't be able to do without our Patreon members. So absolutely. You guys are amazing to us. Thank you to those of you who are already in our Patreon community. Our newest Patreon members this week are S, Andrew, Amanda, and Zach. Thank you guys very, very much. They are getting access to this week's episode of Clint... Talking a little bit more, a little bit uh, more risque questions that we provide to him and he answers, which I'm really fucking excited to share with our Patreon members. They're also going to get access to our secret Telegram group with over 90 people from across the world. Yes, it's an amazing place. Uh, It's my favorite part of our patron, the Telegram group. Yeah. It's a secret chat group where we talk about all things lifestyle and other stuff. So you should definitely jump on that as well. And a lot of other bonuses as a thank you for supporting the show. So head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. You can sponsor the show for as little as $2 and your support means the world to us. Yes, it does. And we also have a new project that we have officially launched. Very excited about. Yeah. Guys, we are on OnlyFans. Yes, we are. It's We've been working on it for a while, and it's a place where we can just kind of express ourselves, which we really like, because there's just so many restrictions on so many platforms. Yeah, we're not rule people. No. We don't like rules Terrible at, at all. Rules. Terrible at rules. And on OnlyFans, we don't really have rules. We just get to fucking post what we want and what makes us feel good. And I think most people will hopefully enjoy what we have to post, yeah. you know, or a lot of people, I should say. I think it's just a really fun, yeah, like you said, freeing place to be. So we hope that you'll consider being a part of our fun over there as well. Our profile is just under Front Porch Swingers. Yep. We've done some custom custom videos already for some folks, and it has been amazing. Amazing people over there. Very understanding, very open and, and thoughtful. Really enjoy being there. And sexy. Very sexy. Yeah. So find us on OnlyFans at Front Porch Swingers. And you can also find us on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers too. Once again, thank you guys for coming on this ride with us as we go into the 100s of FPS. We're so excited to share some very big things with you guys. So make sure you stay tuned. As always, we come out with a new episode every single Monday afternoon. So uh, make sure you're checking us out. Yes, do not hesitate to click. Check us out. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everyone. 
Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.